Pivot with Purpose, a podcast that highlights the unique stories of professionals that pivoted their careers to align with their work lives and personal lives more purposefully and with more joy. Pivot with Purpose is hosted by Megan Hull, a globally accredited career and business coach and creator of the Megan Hull Method. Welcome back to the Pivot with Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Megan Hull, and in this episode, we talk to Kate Ekman, executive leadership coach, TV personality, and author of The Full Spirit Workout, a 10-step system to shed your self-doubt, strengthen your spiritual core, and create a fun and fulfilling life. Thank you for listening to Pivot with Purpose with host Megan Hull. You can find out more information about each guest, including full transcripts at pivotwithpurposepodcast.com. And if you'd like to share your own Pivot with Purpose, click on the share button and add your story to the conversation. Finally, be sure to subscribe and share your comments wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Your support amplifies our voice. And now, this week's episode. Kate brings her expertise in communications, performance, and mindfulness to her practice as a successful coach for business leaders and professional athletes. She earned a BA in communications from Penn State University, where she was an academic All-American swimmer and received her master's degree in broadcast journalism from Northwestern University School of Journalism. She also graduated at the highest level from Columbia University's Executive and Organizational Coaching Program and as a certified ICF coach and licensed NBI consultant. Passionate about mindfulness practices for both brain and body health, she is also a meditation teacher and course creator for Insight Timer, the world's first-ranked free meditation app. Kate Ackman, welcome to the Pivot with Purpose podcast. Thank you for joining us today. How are you? I am great. Thank you so much for having me. It's my joy and pleasure to be here. Well, I have been looking forward to our conversation for a very long time and learning more about all that you're doing through your various coaching programs and your powerful, I will say, must-read book, The Full Spirit Workout, which we will get into so, girl, are you ready to get this party started? <laughs> girl, I am ready. Okay. I hope your listeners are ready. Get ready, Phil guys. is ready. Yep. If you don't know Phil, <laughs> Phil is a huge part of the show behind the scenes. So welcome, everybody. Yes. I'm so excited. Yes, we are so lucky to have a great crew here. And before we get started, I'd love to learn something fun and maybe open a window into a day in the life of Kate to get a little personal to start. So tell me, what is something that is a non-negotiable for you in your morning routine, if you have Ooh. one? Yeah, I love this question. It is my sit and stare time, which is minimum five minutes a day, but I usually do a minimum an hour. I yeah. can break it up, but sometimes do it all at once. And what that is, is just what it says. I sit and I stare out the window. I stare straight ahead. I talk to myself as if I'm a small child and check in and say, how are you doing? What's working? If I'm feeling extra bold and courageous, I say, great job. I'm so proud of you. Mm -hmm. But this is my time to really connect with myself, distraction-free, turn off all the noise. And really, it's my time to be even more practiced at listening, not to my mm -hmm. head and the ego that wants to tell us how we're not good enough or don't measure up. But I'm talking about listening to that divine wisdom, our intuition, whatever you want to call it. And really tapping into that to get the support and guidance that helps me make better decisions and gives me that inspiration to send the email, to reach out to the person 
And because I've been doing these practices for so long, now people reach out to me. So I don't even really Mm -hmm. have to try. I become the person who attracts the opportunities and experiences. And that's why this is such a non-negotiable practice for me. I hear you, Kate, and changing my routine. You used to watch the news, the Today Show. You need that silence. You need to have a moment without your phone, without the computer, to really think. And I love the ideas that come to me or the thoughts. And you set yourself in a better mindset when you give yourself a moment. I think we all need to continue that. And I also feel like your book has been a big inspo, as I know in the the Full Spirit Workout, you give us a little homework, a little journaling, finding time to do all the things that we love that can really set us up for success every day. So thank you for sharing a little of that. As we navigate into your career and at the heart of this podcast, we're talking about career journeys and pivots. You've had a pretty impressive career journey in journalism and as an on-air TV personality with QVC and HSN. So Can you tell us a little bit more uh, about some of those highlights in your uh, career and then maybe about some of your current projects? I know you have a lot of really cool things going on. Oh, thank you. I feel like a cat with nine lives. Mm -hmm. And so I want to share that with people that it really is a testament that you can change your mind. You don't have to do the same thing forever. You don't have Mm -hmm. to be in the same career forever. I think as you expand and grow, which hopefully everyone is doing, your interests will expand and grow and you'll become a different person who wants different things and wants to be fulfilled in a deeper, more meaningful way. And so giving yourself that space and knowing that it's okay and actually a really great thing if you're outgrowing something. Now there's people like my brother who's a doctor and he'll be in the same career forever and that's awesome. But Mm -hmm. I think as entrepreneurs, we need to give ourselves a lot of grace and a lot of freedom. And if something isn't working or bringing us joy that we are able to make the switch. And so Yes, I went to journalism school. I was covering hard news and all the death and destruction and and the local news markets. And I was in Hollywood interviewing people like Angelina Jolie and and Jennifer Aniston and the biggest names in Hollywood. And I've been at Cook County Juvenile Court as a print reporter. So I really have run the gamut and have done the TV presenting and, and all of the things. And so I did have a very forward-facing career, and I was on that hamster wheel in the rat race in New York City and finding some excitement in it, but also I, I just felt like I had a deeper purpose, and I always felt this calling to want to help people in a profound way, and I was a very curious person, which lent itself to journalism, but I think I was just always more curious about people and and who they were underneath all of their titles and labels and limitations, quite frankly. And I think all of us are just trying to keep it together behind the scenes, quite frankly, and and no Mm -hmm. one's really seeing that struggle. And I really want to blow the lid off that, that everyone is struggling, even the most material, successful people, because I work with a lot of them and they're struggling underneath to find more meaning and fulfillment. So I think my journey and I had the wake up calls of losing two loved ones to suicide and really having to look at the way I was choosing to live my life and who was a woman who, like everybody, quite frankly, I'm calling everybody out, was choosing to put my worth outside of myself. And when we do that, we can never have enough or be enough. And so Mm -hmm. I really had to come up with this inner fitness program and start to really get clear on who I am and what I really want, not what I want in terms of what society says or what our parents have done, what our friends are doing, but what I really, really wanted, because I find that 
I don't really subscribe to a lot of societal standards and and those things don't make me happy. So I just want this to be a message of freedom and that you can choose again. You can change your mind and nothing is wasted. I look at a modeling career. You say, well, how does that play into being an author or being an executive coach for people? And I say, well, I have a strong presence. Someone who has dealt with so much rejection. I am someone who has had to deal with all of my insecurities that were brought up in this career. And whatever it is, but nothing is wasted. I learned modeling is a business. It's one of the toughest businesses that there are. And I feel like if you can make it in that in New York city and travel the world as a model, you can kind of do anything in a different way. So hope that makes sense. I know you talked so beautifully about your why and really establishing what you want to do and what really lights your soul on fire to keep you moving forward. And I love that you just said, you can kind of do it at any point in your life. <laughs> There's not a timeline. It's not an age you know, requirement. I think a lot of people can think like, oh, I'm too old for that, or I can't do that. You can pivot at any point. Again, the heart of this podcast. But what do you think has been the key to your successful career pivots? I think I've been willing to fail and willing to not be great at something at first, but doing the research and putting in the work that a lot of people don't want to do to get really good at that thing and to study the greats and to show up consistently. And that's so much of it. A lot of people are saying, well, I'm not reaching my goals or must be nice that you've done this or that. Or a lot of people see the end result. They see you as a model in the magazine or making a large sum of money to be in a national commercial or whatever it is. They see you with your published book and everyone wants that. Everyone's like, I want to be a model. I want to be a TV host. I want to be an author. And all I can think is, no, you don't. You cannot deal with rejection at all. Or you don't want to give up months and months of your life without making money to give to this project, all of the things. So I think it's important to stay in our own lane, be Seabiscuit, as I say, the champion racehorse who's got his blinders on, who's running his own race. That's mm-hmm. what I loved about swimming. Love You're in yep. your own lane. You're swimming your own race. Yeah. And to really stop with all the comparison. And, and when you do feel the need to do that, switch it into collaboration or to community. Reach out to that person and ask how you can help with them or ask to pick their brain and focus on what you can give rather than what you can get. But I think when we are even a confidence builder that I've learned from all my research is the willingness to show up and not be great yet or ever. That's me in dance class. Never Mm going to be great. And being okay with that and not Mm -hmm. judging yourself. Yeah. But you show up, right? We're all great at something, but we can't be great at everything, (laughs) right? So like you said, find your lane, run your own race. I love that. And pivoting into another big part about what you're doing is this amazing coaching offering that you have in your courses. Can you talk a little bit about what inspired you to pivot into coaching, about your programs, and and what someone can expect working with you? Sure. I think it was just a natural progression with all of the deep inner work that I was doing and all of the studying. And I decided to go back to school because it was just like writing this book. It was a life assignment. I heard the calling and I answered it, even when it was inconvenient and challenging and expensive, switching gears again. But I really just answered the call. I think all of us are called. It's just that not everybody is answering or they're scared. And so 
what I'm finding is though, is that when you do answer the divine life assignment, the universe steps in to really assist you and co-create with you. So I highly recommend stepping out and stretching your comfort zone in that way and knowing that you will be guided and supported. But I think I just really have this desire to deeply connect with my people, with my people, with people. Mm -hmm. I feel like it with my people. They're your people too, you know. My my people is all people. people. Uh, Yeah, with my people. But connect with people and that feels to me like my purpose and to have the deep conversations that lead to self-discovery and self-growth and helping to really impact and energize and uplift the world. And so I as a journalist was always asking questions, have been just curious since birth. And Mm -hmm. I think with coaching, you're getting in there as a super curious person with no agenda, no judgment, asking the really difficult questions that people have never been asked before. And it lights me up to see people grow and to transform and to actualize their full potential and to create businesses that help the world and to have better relationships with themselves and their families. And I think that's why we're here. So for me to be a conduit of love and joy and self-expression and acceptance, there's no greater purpose for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm so passionate about it. And I decided to go back to school and get a million certifications because I really wanted to be the most effective. And I really wanted to take this seriously because you're holding someone's well-being in your arms, so to speak, while you're coaching someone. And Mm -hmm. I think it's important to have those credentials and and to take the career very seriously in a world where I feel now everyone and their mother is calling themselves a coach. It concerns me. It does. Well, I agree with you. And I did the same thing. We're kind of in the same um, ACC level going through ICF, which is the international standard for coaching. These are serious programs, people. (laughs) You can attest that you have to do all the recordings and tests. Like it's not just like a cute little program and you get like a big plaque at the end of it. You have to do the work too. It's a lot of learnings. And you're right. We have these wonderful people in our hands that we are really changing their lives. But to have somebody behind that that is truly certified and knows what they're doing is important because, yes, there's definitely been an uptick of coaches around all the different things, fitness, <laughs> nutrition, life, you name it. So I appreciate your certifications. I can imagine you're incredible to work with as I'm working through this amazing book that I would love to pivot and dive into talking more about the full spirit workout. So can you talk a little bit about the inspiration behind this book, putting into the universe? I appreciate how raw and honest and vulnerable you are. It just spoke to me at so many levels from like, yes, yes, you know, the same about being not enough and pleasing people and all the things. So what was that inspiration for you to get this out there? Sure. So the full spirit workout is a play on the full body workout that we often hear advertised at the gym. But your full spirit is about your authentic truth and power. It's your passion and your purpose, your presence. It's showing up like you mean it, like you've got Mm -hmm. something to say and bringing that full spirit energy to everything you do and to everyone you meet. And I have a 17 year competitive swimming background and knew how hard I had to train my physical muscles to compete at a high level. And as I went about my life and and was struggling, like some things I've already mentioned with self-worth and confidence and grief and losing the two loved ones to suicide and, and really being scared in some ways I was going to 
end up like them who were either scared to live their truth for whatever reason, were putting all of their worth in the externals. And I really needed to answer these massive wake up calls and come up with this inner fitness program to build that unshakable, unbreakable, full embodied confidence that can only come from within. I'm not talking about the performance confidence that I had in spades as an on-camera personality where you can show up and knock it out of the park, but you're still feeling all the insecurities Mm -hmm. and self-doubt and anxiety from within. And so I studied and studied and studied and really just put it all into practice because I, I just knew there had to be a better way of living and a better way of life, not just for myself, but for everybody. Because when you do look around, you see how much people are struggling now more than ever. Actually, I think we have reached a crisis level in this country and the suicide rates are off the chart worldwide. And it saddens me deeply. And Mm -hmm. I never want anyone to not feel seen or heard or acknowledged in my presence. And I think that's an epidemic that we are so distracted, we're so bombarded with negative messaging, and we don't even take the time to see or hear or understand ourselves or accept ourselves or acknowledge ourselves, let alone others. And that's why this work is so important to me. I know it's Mm -hmm. so counterintuitive to a lot of people who are plugged into a really toxic culture. But I think the more that we can have these conversations, the more people are willing to expand their minds and expand their hearts and move this information, move this knowledge from the head down into the heart, that's where it becomes wisdom when it lives in the body, when it lives in the bones, and then taking that action and and implementation through your hands, as I say, and putting this to practice. I think there's this notion that, well, I'm already kind of successful. I'm already pretty confident. And I think of Tom Brady, who is my age. We are both big 10 athletes at the same time, and he's still winning Super Bowls. My knees hurt when I go to Pilates and that's because I can barely get off the floor. Right. But (laughs) Tom Brady, he trains harder Mm -hmm. than anybody, not because he's the worst, but because he's the best. So I just invite you to think of who do you want to be and what kind of life do you want to have? Because whether you choose to believe it or not, it really is only going to work if you choose to believe it. But you are so powerful and you can do whatever you decide is important enough. You've just forgotten somewhere along the way. But mm-hmm. this is your gentle reminder and you can come back home to the truth and make that truth your core belief and live from that place. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot with a yes or no question and then we're going to go to a quick break. So yes or no, do you remember the exact moment you decided to write the Full Spirit Workout? Yes. And yes, I have two yeses to that question. Okay, everybody. Well, we are going to go to a quick break and we will pick this up when we get back. All right, Kate, before the break, you said yes and yes. So tell us about those yeses. Well, as I was writing the book, and I'll get to the second yes, but the first yes, when I was writing and I was really doing some deep dives into myself, into my spirit, a story of when I was four years old at the swim club came to me. And that's where I think the full spirit workout journey really began. And my mom had signed me up for swim lessons and I didn't really like it. And I didn't care much for my instructor, Mark, either. And after lessons one day, I overheard him talking to my mom. And from what my little four-year-old self could gather, Mark didn't think I was a very good swimmer. Mm -hmm. And it's heartbreaking as an adult to think that I let some dude at a swim club give me some belief that said, 
wow, I have to really perform at a high level to be safe in the world and to be loved, not only by my parents, who I want them to be proud of me, but so strangers approve of me and I can feel valuable and worthy and loved and how I set myself up for the rest of my life with that mentality and made that my core belief. And while I achieved a lot on the outside, my obsession with performance left me with this pain of anxiety. And so I think a lot of times we do things and while we may experience some success, at what cost? And we have to ask ourselves at what cost? So I think of that little four-year-old and I just want to give her a hug and remind people to, you can delete those criticisms or those beliefs and then co-create a new core belief system and collect evidence for that, why you are worthy, why you are good enough, which you are just because, and make compliments a bedrock of your confidence instead. And then moving forward, I was several years ago, it was the year after I lost Sam to suicide. And I was at this speaking retreat and putting together a speech on suicide prevention. And I think even someone said, you got to write a book or it it just kind of came to me. I think it was a natural next step after writing so many different articles for different publications and really putting myself and my story out there and sharing a lot of my vulnerabilities and getting feedback from people who said, because of your article, I was able to get off antidepressants or because Mm. of your article, I was able to leave the toxic relationship or start my own business. And so I just saw that my writing was just so much bigger than me. And even when it was hard or too much work or didn't have time, it was my act of service. It was my way of connecting with people, which again is my greatest value, that deep connection. So The book got put in my heart by Sam and Roth. It was a promise that I made to them to keep their memory alive and to offer that hope and celebration to everyone who struggles with mental health, which turns out is everyone, really, Mm -hmm. because none of Mm -hmm. us are immune to it. It is part of the human experience. And I think just helping to erase the stigma and normalizing what it is to have a bad day and that all of us have bad moments and dark moments and and to talk about them and to work through them knowing that they will pass and that you do have support and resources available to you. Without giving too much away, can you walk through the plan and what someone will walk away with after finishing this amazing spiritual workout that I've, I've definitely started? I'm not done yet, but it's been a really great experience for me. So walk us through a little bit as you can. Sure. Well, thank you for reading. And it is a a 10-step system to shed your self-doubt, strengthen your spiritual core, and create a fun and fulfilling life. And so, of course, I have fun and fulfilling in the subtitle. We are having fun. I had a woman write to me last night and said, I haven't read a full book in years. I'm always so distracted, this and that. And she said, I read your book cover to cover in two days. I've never done that in my life. And it is a fun, easy read because I wanted to make it that way because I want people to actually read it and actually do the exercises and actually have fun with it. Because just like physical exercise, if you hate it and it sucks and it isn't fun, you're not going to show up and do it. I'm a broadcast journalist. I love to talk. And so Mm -hmm. I did make it very (laughs) conversational. And really, people are also saying, I feel like you're talking directly to me. And I'm like, 
great. That's how I want you to feel. I want you to feel held and supported and loved and seen. It's so important to me to have people feel seen. So yeah, you do go through the different steps and there's the stories, there's the research, there's the fun journaling exercises that are heartfelt but gritty. There's meditations that will take you deeper into yourself for self-reflection, for relaxation and soothing. And all of those meditations are for free, the recordings on my website at kdeckman.tv. So please take advantage of those. They're amazing. And We have the Coach Kate check-ins where, again, you're getting the whole person coaching techniques that I've learned at Columbia and really getting you more deeply connected to yourself and ending with the affirmation. So it really is a journey. It really is an experience. What did this man say to me yesterday that I said, I'm going to steal from you? He said, this is a life resource book that Mm, you can turn to again and again. And I agree with that because I am the author and I turn (laughs) to this book again and again. And I, yeah. I think that's part of it. There's no like, yeah. oh, I wrote this book. I'm so enlightened. I don't have to work at anything anymore. And again, it's like Tom Brady. It's like the person with the six pack abs. You yeah. have to keep working at it. And I do. And if I have a, a down moment, I sit down and read an exercise or go through a meditation and it really does bring you back to center and powers you and nurtures you. So I could go on and on, but Mm -hmm. I I think the main takeaway is just, you will feel that inner strengthening. You will see and feel and experience your relationships improving. You will become the person who naturally attracts the things that you deserve and desire. This whole notion of striving and forcing and controlling and making things happen We're done with that. We're releasing that. We are now calmly becoming the person who can have what we actually want because we've become the person who can have that. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I love the meditations. I mean, I'll tell you, relaxation, I used to think was like a candy bar at CBS. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, that's cute, along with boundaries. I'm like, oh, is that another candy bar? You know, meditation not for everybody, but I think this book is so helpful because it really gives you those moments to say, okay, stop, break, think about these things. And you put yourself in like a, just a really great headspace and it takes time and practice. It's not comfortable for everybody, but I really think that in some form, as we talked about in the intro, just giving yourself a quiet moment, really getting clear on your thoughts. It's so important. And maybe you can give us some other tips on some days as you're a guided meditator and certainly somebody who have those days where you're feeling really anxious or kind of down and out, what are some tips that listeners can take to put themselves in a better space if they're feeling really anxious? Sure. I think one is a powerful tool known as reframing, which I think people are familiar with. And I've had a massive reframe around my perfectionism, which had this negative connotation. And my friend Natasha helped me reframe that. She said, you consider yourself a perfectionist because you care. You have a great Mm -hmm. respect for mastery. And so when she said those words, I thought respect for mastery, that has such a positive connotation. Like I do care. I do want to put in the work because I care about the results and impacting people in a powerful way. So a way to get to that reframe. So let's say you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so anxious. There's two powerful words that can, as I say, help you boost your mental metabolism and convert positive thought patterns into positive energy rather than negative thought patterns, which drain our energy and suck the life out of us. So I think if you can say, what if I wasn't anxious? 
What if this was just a way to show me that I need to leave this job? What if my anxiety was protecting me? What if I actually can lean into trust and know that I have everything it takes to move into a different space? What if I could take a 20 minute break and lie down and take a nap? What if I asked someone else to pick the kids up at school so that I can take a half hour break? What if, what if, what if? And even as I Mm -hmm. say that, these possibilities, you move into a different place that just feels so much better. And you're like, oh, I could do this. Mm -hmm. Even a refamerate dance class when the instructor said to me, let's start with failure. And I'm like, oh, that I can do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're like, no problem. Great. I've got that (laughs) under control. So having fun with that. And I think too, we focus so much on what we don't have and where we're lacking. And I did a lot of research around what brings us joy. And so making the joy list, it's different from the gratitude mm, list. I even. And yeah. when I, I asked over a hundred people, not one person brought up their shiny objects. It was things like my morning coffee with my husband I was say, and wait, the coffee. dog. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> or one woman I'll never forget. She said, watching my two-year-old, watching the bees do their job and seeing the awe and wonder in his eyes. So these simple pleasures, and I take myself to places I've been on vacation and put myself in that mentality, or animals certainly boosts our endorphins. So I think if Mm -hmm. we can just spend time doing those things, and it sounds so simple because it is, but it isn't easy because our culture says, no, you need more, better, different. You need more money, better looks. You need to have more likes and followers on Instagram. In fact, why don't you log into Instagram and compare yourself to everyone and feel really crappy and then buy a bunch of stuff you (laughs) don't need. Yeah. You don't have kids. You, you have no job. Yeah. Turn Instagram off everyone. Just silence that little app. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I agree with you. Well, for any listeners looking to career pivot, we have a lot of people that tune in. And first of all, I feel like we're going to be listening to this podcast and over and over, just like your book, because those are some great tips on ways to get out of feeling anxious. But maybe for somebody starting an interview process, do you think this book would be helpful for them to read and why? Absolutely, because we're really addressing less tangible roadblocks that are getting in our way, whether we realize it or not. Half the time, we don't even realize the overwhelming anxiety and stress, the exhaustion, the feelings of self-doubt, the fear, all of those things that block us and they block our blessings. People's jealousy, judgment, comparison, resentment, anger. These things are blocking your blessings, but you think it's because you haven't been to Harvard or have 80 years of experience in this career path. So I think when you can move through these less tangible roadblocks, get to the core of who you are, develop that self-worth and confidence from within, focus on what you can give rather than what you can get. You show up in a room, and we know this at this point, or I think of athletics. When I got to Penn State, everyone was a high school state champion. Everyone had Olympic child cuts. So it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, what's going to differentiate you and bring you success? Well, it was how hard you worked and are you having fun? So I hear some people talk about that they're not fulfilling their, their goals and achieving what they'd like to achieve. They show up with no energy, no enthusiasm. I'm like, I feel like you say you want this thing, You sound and act as though you don't even care. So I think really being honest with yourself about what kind of energy and enthusiasm you're bringing to the table and think about it. If you're hiring someone, Megan, today, and we all have the exact same credentials, 
who are you going to hire? You're going to hire the person who showed up with some energy. Someone you're like, wow, I'd like to work with Kate every day. She's fun. She has great energy. I feel like she listens. She respects me. I think sometimes we're just working so hard to prove ourselves that we're not even listening to the person who's interviewing us. And that can be a huge turnoff. I mean, you have to put yourself in a good mindset, too, to get through the interview process. You can't go in with that negative energy, right? I feel like that is so felt on the other side as well. It's just so important to do that deep work in yourself, show up enthusiastically, just make sure you're in a good place. Yeah, and I think really hone your trust muscle and Mm -hmm. trust that rejection is steering you to an opportunity that's better for you, like a roadblock, that's something else. And I think the more that you can lean into trust and surrender. And as I like to say, being okay if it happens and okay if it doesn't is a very powerful place to be. And not Mm -hmm. just understanding that intellectually, but understanding it in your body and truly believing that if this isn't happening for me, then something else will. And trusting in the divine timing. I think of things I didn't get what I wanted and maybe never got them or got them at a later time. I think, thank God, because I needed that life experience. I needed those credentials. I needed all of the things that I gained and gathered in that year delay, so to speak, that made my project even better, that made this book even better. So just Mm -hmm. think about when you do feel that you're in that pause or you're in that no space, that if you allow it, you are developing the skill set that will make you the right person for an even better opportunity or relationship. But you have to trust and believe that, not just be like, yeah, yeah, that's a cute thing to post on Instagram. Right, move on, right. Wow, what a powerful way to end. And I do love that statement, being okay if it doesn't work out and being okay if it does or doesn't. I love that. I saw that in the book actually yesterday as I was reading through. So I'm thank you for bringing that <laughs> to light and to our listeners. Definitely a must read if you're really looking to do some deep inner work. And in closing, Kate, what's next for you? How can someone find you, connect with you, learn more about coaching? Tell us a little bit more about how the listeners can engage with you and where we can find you. Sure. So what's next for me is to continue to try to get this book in front of as many people as possible. I believe in the message so much. I see how it's really positively affecting people and transforming lives and relationships. So I'm just thrilled. If and when you love it, please share it with a friend or family member or your organization. And I'm starting to work with younger kids because I think we need to learn these tools and skills at a younger age. I see young people filled with anxiety and insecurity. Mm -hmm. And we've got to really come up with a better way of living here, which I've outlined in the book. So doing that. And I love my coaching clients. And I just love connecting with people like you and your listeners and really giving everyone a big energetic hug and that reminder of how powerful you are. And let's have fun with life. And let's make a difference in our life and the world around us and know that we can do that. You have everything you need right now. And let's get to work and really support one another. You can find me at kateekman.tv everywhere on the web under Kate Ekman on social. And if you want more information about the book, it's thefullspiritworkout.com. And I would love to connect with you online. Well, thank you so much, Kate, for all of that and for sharing your amazing career pivot stories and all that you're putting out in the universe with your incredible talents and voice and coaching offerings. I highly recommend everyone checking out Kate's book, The Full Spirit Workout, especially if you're looking for a system to absolutely shed that self-doubt, 
strengthen your spiritual core because, Kate, we all deserve to live a fun and fulfilling life. Amen. (laughs) So thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. You're amazing. Thank you for being such a joy in the world, Megan. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Right back. It is time for another Megan Hool Method takeaway of the week. This week, I want to talk about ways to establish a healthy mindset and get out of a funk. From my talk with Kate Ekman in this episode around her coaching methods and in her book, The Full Spirit Workout, it is important not just to take care of our physical bodies, but also our inner beings in addressing the self-doubt or bad habits that can hold us back from reaching our goals. I want you to take a moment and ask yourself, what is one self-sabotaging trait that I have? What lives rent-free in my head? Have you got an example? Okay, good. Now let's talk about how you can take action steps to let it go and cue the song from Frozen, although I'll spare you the singing. Here are my tips to a quick mindset shift. On the days you may feel down and out or that nothing is going your way, I want you to take a moment and do three things. First, grab something to write with and name five amazing things about yourself you're really proud of and write them down. I'm sure you can think of more than five, but start there. Second, take a break from social media, put down the phone, and stop comparing yourself to what everyone else has going on. And third, head out for a walk. Get some fresh air, find the beauty in simple things life has to offer. Beyond these suggestions, think of some other ways you can commit to finding a routine that allows for you to show up your best self and sets you up for daily success. The better you feel, the more you will notice the good things happening around you. I hope you found this tip helpful and stay tuned for more Megan Hool tips this season on Pivot with Purpose. Pivot with Purpose with host Megan Hool is a fashion consort production and part of the FC Podcast Network. It is produced and directed by Phil, a.k.a. Corinne. And a special thank you to Spencer Powell for our theme music. Learn more at pivotwithpurposepodcast.com and be sure to follow us on Instagram pivot with purpose underscore podcast.